Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Everybody, welcome back to another episode. We got a crazy title for you today. Uh, the title of today's episode is What Do Propane Tanks, Cows, and Air Quality Sensors Have in Common? And you're probably going, What? Uh, but anyway, we're going to get to that. We're going to answer this as we get going. Uh, today, we have the wonderful, the amazing VP of Mobility and IoT, Chris Whitaker from Tolaris, back on. Chris, welcome back, man. I am glad to be back. And like you know, I say all the time, anytime you get like-minded people with similar goals together, amazing things happen. So here we are. I, I think we have similar goals. You know, we, we, we want to win, you know? I think so. I think so. I love it. Uh, all right, man. So listen, this is the part of the show where you get to take us back, give us something in your background, some unique story. Maybe some people heard some things about you before. Tell us something we don't know. Oh man. So there I was knee deep in hand grenade pins. No, okay. That's not a real story. <laughs> so the real story, you know, cause I've said this before, or you've asked me that before. So I was like, gosh, I really want to share something different. And it occurred to me, my 10 years in the army, you know, you can talk about my background. That's a big part of my background and my uh, influence in my life. But uh, I was what you call an indirect fire infantryman. You know, it's interesting. Even my first career had the word indirect in it. I just didn't know that was a precursor to my next career. So as an indirect fire infantryman, my job was to be available when the front line needed me. So the front line, you know, if they got in a bad spot, they would call in on the radio. Hey, you know, we call it request for fire mission. You know, sounds again, very militant. I apologize. But, but regardless, you know, they needed some help. They were in a bad, bad spot and uh, they needed help. And what they would do is they would, they would give me their coordinates. They would tell me where they were. They will tell me, tell me what's the nature of the problem they're having. You know, was it the enemy forces coming on them or tanks coming on them or, or uh, uh, you know, a, a trench line in the opening with enemy soldiers, whatnot. So they would tell us, hey, here's where we are. Here's what we need. Here's what we're looking at. Here's what we're dealing with. Help. And we would take all that information and calculate and determine where we need to send these rounds, what type of rounds, and how many rounds. So I, I love that story because it just occurred to me. It's like, wow, that's kind of what I do today. You know, I take that call from the front line. They tell me where they are. They tell me what they need, what they think they need, what they're looking at. And then I get with my team, the mobility team, the sales engineering team, and we calculate, hey, what's the best answer here? What should we send down range to solve for this problem? So, um, that's a big part of uh, who I am, and uh, uh, I just love how they kind of relate. Love it. Yeah, you're you're doing your best you can to work with the information that you have. And at the end of the day, it's you uh, that, that has to help figure it out. I love it. I love but it. But, you know, uh, it, as you were, you know, as I finished that up, it occurred to me, because every now and then we got bad information. We got <laughs> the wrong grid coordinates. True story. We literally dropped rounds. Um, almost a mile from where we should have one time, all because of one digit was off. So I think that, again, what it, it relates, man. We yeah. need the right info. You know, if we don't have the right info, yeah, things can go awry and, and it, it could be a bad outcome. Yeah, good point. Very, very true in our day to day. Uh, all right. So, so let's, uh, let's say somebody's tuning in. They, they didn't go and catch the other episode that you were on. Maybe just do a little bit of a reset for us. Uh, break down, 
you know, we, we've got all these engineers here. We talk a lot about kind of what our focus and our role is, but, but walk everybody through kind of as the VP of mobility and IOT in this emerging practice where all kinds of things are changing. Trillions of dollars is going to be spent um, from a customer perspective. What is the focus of your role? Man. Well, first off, if you didn't catch the last episode, stop right now and go back and listen to it because it was it was a doozy, man. In fact, all your shows are a doozy, really good and doozy. But I don't know where that word came from. That's a, that's we'll an old school. It. We'll part. allow it. We'll allow it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a family show. So um, so yeah, you know, I've kind of uh, I find myself, you know, two years into this role. Uh, again, been a you know longtime friend and, and fan of Talaris as a supplier in my past life, going back to um, I think 2011, so a little over yeah, going on what 12 years or so. But uh, today, I feel like um, you know I have three roles here at Talaris, and uh, I'll tell you those three, and then and then there's three more points I'm going to make. But the the first role is partner enablement, you know, partner enablement. Second role is colleague enablement, you know, because a lot of my colleagues come from a true telecom background. And even they're like, wow, mobility, IoT, what, what are you talking about? So, you know, help help with my partners, help with my colleagues. And then as important, helping our suppliers. You know, I'm, I'm an internal resource uh, consultant for all of our suppliers going, hey, here's what we need to win. Here's the information we need from you. Here's the support we need from you. So those three things are important. But from a partner perspective, you know, I like to break it down to as the how, the what, the why. You know, so the how, very partner focused. How do you do this? What's your go-to-market strategy? Um, you know, we, me and my team, you know, I say my team, my teammates, you know, there's five of us, you know, advanced solutions, CCAS, UCAS, cybersecurity, cloud, and then me, IoT, and mobility. And, and uh, I love to, there's even a whole other story how I can talk about how we, there's a, a line that kind of weaves this all together. But, um, you know, how, you know, a lot of our, our team, uh, it even goes as far as helping our partners do interview process is to hire someone to be a specialist in one of these disciplines. So, you know, that's what we do for the partners, you know, how to go to market. How do you do this? How do you create your own practice? How do you lean in and make one of these advanced solutions a big part of your offering versus, you know, give me your phone bill, I'll save you 30% get you something right. better. Again, right. that works, but let's face it. If you want to go deeper and wider into an account, you need more, yeah. right? Uh, so that's how, you know, the what, uh, this podcast is a great example of the what is the technology. Let's break this down. Uh, so many of us in this space kind of grew up in our technology careers. Again, simple connectivity, you know, whether it be, you know, back in the day of uh, T1s and PRIs up through coax and fiber now. And, and uh, you know, dare I say, even all things wireless, you know, microwave, cellular, um, satellite. So, you know, we can help you break down the why, help you do that technology overview. And a part of that is a supplier overview because the technology is great, but if you don't know who you can go to to get it from, then what's the point? So, so go to market, the technology, and then I love the last part, the why. Why is all that important, you may ask? It's the revenue. How do you make money with this? How do you take it? My, my friend, Greg Plum, the top tier guy, I love his, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, how do you take it from promise to profit? Now, the promise of what this product and this solution delivers all the way to now the customer's profitable, you as a partner are profitable because you're earning commissions. Mm -hmm. So that's really, when it boils down to it, that's that's the big deal. That's the big why. How do we go from promise to profit? And and that's what my role does for all things wireless, mobility, and Internet of Things. And, of course, my colleagues, that's what they do in their disciplines as well for, for what they do. Love it. 
All right, let's talk about changes. So if we look forward, right? Yeah, I know. I feel like I should have. I feel like I totally should have prepared better and had that soundtrack. What do you think changes coming here in in 2023? Right? I mean, I don't don't walk me out too far because we're going to talk at the end of this about beyond. But but just about right now, any kind of changes that you see right now in the short term for mobility and IoT, and then any strategy for for the partners, right? A little bit of secret sauce for them to hear. Yeah. Well, you know, just in the last six months, uh, a few things, a few observations. Uh, as I mentioned, I've been in this role for two years. The first year was kind of like phase one, just trying to get the word out. Hey, hello, you know, the open signs out front. We, we can now do IoT and, and advanced uh, wireless solutions. So it's um, been a lot of time just kind of getting that message out. Uh, but in the last six months, it's been amazing. Even yesterday, I was at a Gear Up event in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, the lights are coming on. You know, the moments are happening that I've been waiting for. You know, um, partners coming to me going, hey, I need to talk to you. I finally get it. You know, I've heard you three or four times. It kind of reminds me of the sales cycle too, Josh. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stats that say, you know, most companies, no one really makes a buy-in decision on the first one or two calls. It's like the fifth or sixth or seventh call. You know, so I think like our partners are probably no different. You know, it, ta- it takes hearing the message three, four, five, six times before it goes, ah, I get it. And I was talking with one partner yesterday, and literally in, in, in this five-minute conversation, there were three moments. He's like, oh, my God, you just gave me another idea. Oh, my gosh, you gave me another idea. Um, all of our partners are working with enterprise companies or mid-sized companies. Even SMBs can benefit from all these things we're talking about. So, um, yeah, there, there's more going on. I mean, you know, the, the word AI, uh, the acronym AI, artificial intelligence, I actually had someone ask me yesterday, so what is AI again? Um, I was like, okay, how much time do you have? <laughs> but uh, when it comes to, again, AI is being used, again, in almost all of these advanced solutions in some capacity. But, um, yeah, for me, the one I think is the coolest right now is AI video. You know, we, we have a handful of great suppliers offering that. But the, the, the surveillance cameras we see everywhere. You know, so if you're a partner and you're visiting your, cu- your, your customers, your prospects, and you see a security camera, just ask the question, hey, how are you guys using that security uh, surveillance video? Is anyone watching it? You know, have you ever had an event happen and you had to go back and look for the event on tape for the police, whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever, you know, needed to go uh, search for something or find something? So making surveillance more proactive, put geofencing in there, you know, facial recognition, weapon detection, actually, you know, looking for someone with a, a, a green shirt on and a black backpack and a white ball cap. I and mean, you can tell the AI, this is what I'm looking for. And it will show you everything. So, you know, that is pretty big for, you know, retail, uh, manufacturing, even agriculture, car dealerships, medical. I mean, it's really pretty much wherever there's a camera, there's a need for some kind of AI video solution. And, and that's pretty exciting. So I want to take you back here for a second. Uh, when I was selling vacuums door to door, uh, the biggest thing that I found helpful because it turned out people did not want to buy a $3,000 vacuum without being persuaded a little bit was how to handle uh, objections. <laughs> so I want to talk about objections for a second. Uh, wh- what do you think a common reason that partners avoid this area if they're not doing it right now? If they know it's there and they're not doing it, what would you say you expect their objection to be and how do we help them overcome that? Right. Great question. And there's two areas you know, that I we'll call it two buckets, two buckets that I kind of tend to, you know, the mobility wireless, 
and that's all things with a SIM card, you know, uh, cell phones, tablets, watches, gateways. And then the other bucket is more the advanced solutions, emerging technology, enabling technologies of Internet of Things, which is a huge bucket, by the way. I think it's a bigger bucket. Uh, the, it's more like a, that's just a bigger bucket. We'll leave it at that. So, uh, yeah, I hear these, I hear these objections and these reasons a lot. You know, from the mobility side, hey, it's not much money in it. It's complicated. Um, nobody wants to talk about that. Um, I don't want to get in the cell phone business. I'm not going to be, you know, I don't want to, have to stock uh, cell phones and have to break, you know, uh, deal with breaks, broken screens, uh, people forgetting their passwords. I mean, all of these are like, you know what, you're valid. I wouldn't want to do that either. But the good news is you don't have to anymore. I mean, years ago, that was the case. But with our suppliers today and our mobility team, you know, we can remove a lot of that heavy uh, lifting and the burden away. I mean, does it does it mean it's simple and easy and there's no problems? Of course not. You know I'd be lying. Uh, but again, we have the expertise and the relationships with all these, whether it be the, the major carrier, wireless carriers, or all of our many aggregators. Uh, we're slowly but surely just kind of chipping away at this to make it a more profitable. In fact, we're seeing a trend. We're seeing a trend of even the carriers, you know, trying to go back, you know, try to get to that re recurring residual model. Historically, the big carriers have been just all up front, and no one's too excited about that. I will tell you this. The largest deal last year, you know, this is a big announcement. I don't know if this has been in release, but we're, we're going to do it. We're going to go there. The largest deal last year was mobility. Mobility was the number one deal last year, and I wish I could tell you that these kind of deals are falling from the from the trees, but they're, but they're not, but they're out there. I mean, if this partner didn't have the – the wherewithal uh, and the foresight to go, hey, let me, you know, let me dig into this. Let me ask the questions. Let me look into this and and um, figure out how can Taurus help me with this. So uh, it was it was a massive deal, four hundred thousand plus MRC. It was just a, a really whopper of a deal. Uh, and and even I was just looking at our numbers uh, this morning from February. I mean, a huge month in February, and the average deal size is just going up, up and up and up. I mean, it used to be literally a couple hundred bucks here and there. Then a couple thousand here and there, and now it's like eight, nine, ten thousand, twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand. And the other area, by the way, yes. Yeah, so yes, yeah, cell phones are a big part of it, mobility, SIM cards, but wireless expense management, hmm. uh, manage mobility as a service. So even if you don't change any SIM cards, you don't change any hardware, there's money to be made in mobility by just asking the question, how do you manage mobility in your business well the the time on that right now right if you look at the weirdness of the last 12 plus months the current economic climate i think the timing on that is huge where i don't know that a lot of people have thought of that wireless expense management in the same way they know traditional telecom expense management so i think your point there is huge yes i mean it's uh it's massive so you know all of, we, we, and we have a great collection of suppliers in this space um all you need to do is just get, you know, one or two, two, two cellular wireless bills are better than one. Cause obviously, you know, one could be a, uh, you know, have different uh, uh, variables at play there, but if you have two, that's great. You know, they can do an assessment and, you know, come back to you before you even get on the phone with your customers. Say, hey, by the way, if they were our customer, these last 60 days, we would have sold, we would have saved them 20, 30%. And they wouldn't have had to worry about, you know, because maybe maybe they are a company that has someone in accounting or someone in IT, which makes a lot of sense, reviewing a phone bill. But most often, no one's reviewing the phone bill because it's 100, 200, 300 pages, all these different codes that mean nothing to the layperson. 
and they just look at the bottom of the bill go okay it says ten thousand dollars well we got budget at twelve thousand dollars so hey it's below budget sign off on it send it to accounts payable problem solved no uh, oftentimes they're overpaying so much so you know you as a partner can help there yeah. and you're, you're you're spot on man what ceo or c-level is not looking for ways to save money today it's always been the job of the sea level to be profitable and look at the bottom line, yep. but probably more so now than in, in many years. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about, let's come back to the topic of this podcast for a second. Uh, that, you know, the question is how do propane tanks, cows and air quality sensors, right? Uh, how do they all tie together and, and, and why do they matter? I mean, you know, we've, we've seen uh, in, in years past, we've seen a visual of the connected cow, right? We, we can check the milk output. We can check the temperature. We can check the location, all of these things, right? And we've talked about rather than sending out a tech to the uh, check of the propane tanks at all the different uh, locations we can have it a notification when it's low we can embed 4g 5g in there air quality all those things help me understand you know how how do these things tie together right how, how do we help partners view that it isn't just and maybe it's okay if it is just a sensor here a sensor there to start how do you look at these things right do they all need to tie together should we be talking about these things separate and, and maybe just Without getting too far into the weeds on an on an example, because we're gonna we're gonna push you for an example here in a second. Well, how does a deployment if we go do a cow or we do the propane or you know whatever? To walk me through some of these. Man, gosh, you're right. Where to begin and how much time do we have? Uh, I love this question. Um, it always comes down to. By the way, you know we don't sell IoT solutions. We don't sell connected cow solutions. We sell outcomes. We're looking at the outcome. So every business has a different desired outcome. And this is where it gets challenging. This kind of goes back to the last question too, of you know, what kind of objections are you hearing? You know, we talked about mobility and I'm going to kind of bring that question into this question as well. But when it comes to IOT, you know, a lot of partners are like, wow, it's just so complex, Christian. You, know, you talk about three, 400 different sensors and solutions. I'll just stick with SD-WAN and UCAS and, and cybersecurity. These are, I got these. But what you're talking about is just so wide, such a, a, a wide range of topics. But um, it's about how can the company become more efficient and effective using technology? So that's how we you got to boil it down. Don't don't overthink it. Um, and I do have some great examples uh, I'll share with you in a moment. But uh, but the connected cow, just real quick, I was visiting uh, a day to go down in, in, in Florida, uh, Rob Centauri. Uh, great, great guy, and and I was telling him about a partner that had a large cattle opportunity, four hundred thousand head of cattle, and and it was in Colombia of all places, but it was an American U.S. based company, and um, they and I was just sharing with him, I was like, wow, you know, this is great, because they asked me how was it going. I said, man, it's great, man. That the funnel's growing, the opportunities are growing. I mean, we just got, I just got off a call with four hundred thousand head of cattle. He goes, are you kidding me? And he, he opens up a, uh, a cab and he pulls out a harness for a cow with a, it's like, it's like a, you know, a smartwatch for a cow measures, you know, temperatures you mentioned, how many steps they're taking, where they are. And they've had the RFID where every time they went through a, a, a corral gateway or whatever, kind of measured, you know, identify where they were. So uh, cool, cool stuff there. Yeah. I, but I digress. So what was the question again? <laughs> no, 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 no. You got it. I mean, it... <laughs> I, I think sometimes people think of this these solutions as Lego blocks, right? And I, I, the idea is just, yes, you're right. It is Lego blocks. There are these different pieces of it. But you brought up a good point, right? It just 
you can't think of it like that. You have to think of it as the business outcome. Just know that you have all these Lego blocks. Don't get caught up and you may or may not know the Lego blocks and which, which piece goes where and what color each piece is and how long each piece is and blah, blah, blah. But it, you, you know, you brought up a good point. It's let's, let's figure out the problem that they're trying to solve and let's go from there. I think, I think you nailed it. Uh, let's, let's talk about here, you know, uh, you're a fast paced guy. You've only got 30 hours in your day. Um, and you got a technology that's fast paced, right? How do you stay up and how do you help partners? You know, how, how do you make sure that we have a uh, pace with innovation, right? And, and that we don't have any gaps in the portfolio, right? It's, you know, how do we pay attention with so many things coming at us? Uh, what would you answer to that? Wow. Another great question, Josh. And, and by the way, it, it, it's not lost on me how fortunate I am. I mean, um, super grateful and lucky that every day I get to wake up and, and do just that research, interview folks, uh, talk to suppliers. Just this week, um, went to uh, a CompTIA community and uh, council forum and spent two days with some great, brilliant minds in this space. Um, I do all that so our partners don't have to. I mean, our partners are trying to close deals, right? So to your point, I mean, I went to Mobile Disrupt, Mobile World Congress. I'm always trying to identify what's the next thing and is there, are we missing anything? And, you know, of course, one thing I will point out, I mean, sometimes there's some great technology out there, but if it's not channel friendly and channel ready, sometimes we just need to wait on it. It's like, Hey, great technology, great solutions. I know we've had this conversation many times. That's great. But if, if it's not going to fit in our, in our program, uh, we'll wait to your, to you get your channel program up and running. Yeah. 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 Fair point. Um, and we would rather do that than have bring something in because it's cutting edge and then have them go, wait, pay somebody forever. That's crazy, you know? So uh, definitely a big part of the process in there to get them to understand the importance and, and you know, of but the as way I mentioned, we man, operate. Yeah, these suppliers are catch. you know, they're, they're, they're open and willing now. I mean, years past, I love hearing the stories from Adam and Patrick and Richard, you know, going, you know, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, some suppliers wouldn't take their call. They, yeah. you know, they had to deal with some, you know, support specialist person. Now you had C levels and, you know, the, the global VP of channels now coming to us going, hey, what can we do? Can you, you know, help us build out our programs? I mentioned that's one of the three areas that I spend a lot of time on is helping these new startups have great technology going, look. Yeah. Here's the things we need from you. Once you have them, come back to me, then we'll talk. And, and they're like, got you. And then three or four months later, I get that email. Chris, I think we're ready. Can we review again? So that's encouraging. Love it. All right. Uh, let's talk about examples here. So in this part, I want to talk about somewhere you got into the weeds. Um, you know, you see a lot of things. You, you talk to a lot of different providers. You talk to a lot of different partners. And you see a lot of different needs and use cases. So walk me through, a, you know, pick a win or two wins or, or you know, I don't, one that jumps out at you. And I think what would be great to help is, is how maybe they had lower expectations. And with what we were able to put together, come in, kind of crush those expectations. But then the goal here is what did it solve for the customer? Yes, yes. That's a... It's like, you know, going back to what's my favorite child, right? I mean, there, there's some great ones. But the one that jumps out that I shared with CompTIA this week that, again, light bulbs are going off across the room. Um, I'll change the name of the locations to protect the innocent. But we, um, uh, mid-last year, I guess, now six, eight months ago, we had a partner that brought us in, and um, we were working with a large amusement park. 
And as a uh, technologist, you know, going, hey, there's a lot of technology in the amusement park. You know, you, every, everyone has expectation of fantastic Wi-Fi everywhere is important. I mean, managed Wi-Fi in the amusement park, any public space is given nowadays. Uh, but they were going through a, a discovery and, you know, asked that question, hey, what, you know, is talking to the uh, director of operations, you know, what's one of your biggest problems you're dealing with right now? What, what's, you know, what's the problem of the day this you guys are talking about in your leadership meetings? Because believe it or not, I don't think you can help me with this one, but it's staffing. We just can't get enough people to work, you know, in the middle of the summer in the amusement park, just can't get enough people. And he goes, well, that's interesting. You're right. I'm not a staffing agency. I mean, I could probably, you know, hook, hook you up with some folks. But by the way, what tasks are not getting done because you're shorthanded? And what a great follow-up question. By the way, that's called a diagnostic question. You know, there's questions and there's diagnostic questions, right? Diagnostic questions lead you to the opportunity. So the partner goes, yeah, what, what, uh, what's not getting done? He goes, well, it's probably a lot of things, but the one right now that I'm getting the most complaints on is the trash cans in the park. We have over a hundred trash cans mm -hmm. and our, our patrons pay a lot of money to come here. And the last thing they want to see is a trash can overflowing with bees buzzing around and it smells and there's sticky soda spilt on the, you know, at the bottom of the trash can. No one wants to see that. And, and I can't, and by the way, my employees, no one's really excited about going into trash cans. The partner goes, wow, that's, that is, that's it. You know what? I might, I think I can help you with this. What if you knew which trash cans were full, which ones were halfway full and which ones didn't even need to be emptied. If you knew that all on a, say, I don't know, a smartphone app, would that, would that help? Well, yeah, I guess it would. I mean, I, I wouldn't have to have, by the way, 12 employees needed 12 employees to make sure all these hundred trash cans were empty and overflowing 12 employees. And he said he was always about four or five short. So there was always some trash cans not getting empty. So uh, they deployed this solution, you know, an IOT solution, a trash can sensor, if you will, that could measure the uh, volume, you know, of if it was full, half full or not full. And those devices talked to a gateway, which talked to the cloud, which sent it back down to a smartphone app or a tablet and gave them a, a dashboard and prioritized the trash cans in order of which ones were overflowing and you know so forth uh, three employees from 12 to three come on and 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 here's why i really excited about it because okay see so like that's great chris they know which trash cans empty now great that's awesome i mean not to mention going from 12 employees think of the payroll for that down to three and able to use those employees elsewhere in the park but here's 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 where the, the data gave them some more information. They started to realize, hey, wait, these five trash cans are always the fullest. Maybe we need more trash cans over there. <laughs> maybe mm. maybe we need to redesign and think about our trash uh, collection points in this part of the park. And by the way, they also noticed, you know, it was an indicator of where everybody was at. Yeah, they kind of knew because they had cameras and they had other people counters. But it was again, the more data points you have to validate a a uh, a metric the better so they realized that the bathrooms we you know where there's trash cans filling up the bathrooms need to be cleaned more often you know we need, we need to be sensitive to that and the trash cans in those bathrooms probably need, need sensors as well so they were able to just collect additional data on on the activity in the park all from monitoring trash cans wow great stuff all right beautiful and by the way that's what i love about this whole story josh man i mean 
there is no one. I mean, there's no real trend. I get asked all the time, "What's you know, what's the hottest night of the tea?" I'm like, "What well, depends which vertical you're talking about." Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't Reality. work like that. You're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just think about think about what ideas people are going to get from hearing your trash can example, right? I mean, it just that people need to be able to liken and take in a, a parallel of that to whatever industry, whatever conversation, whatever customer, whatever business they're talking to. I, I think you could use that 10 different ways and inspire another idea. It's awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, final couple thoughts here real quick. So if I'm a partner, I'm getting excited. I'm getting comfortable. I want to go talk about this more. What would you leave them with here before we get to the final question? What would you leave them with? What's the talk track again? Uh, maybe you, you kind of alluded to it in the beginning, but I won't steal your thunder. What do you want partners to walk away with uh, in, in how they talk about this technology to their, their current customers, their prospects, whatever? Yes. Well, you know, first of all, acknowledge that it's here to stay. I mean, you think about your home. Chances are you have a ring doorbell, probably a Nest thermostat. You may have some cameras. You have a smart TV, most likely. Maybe you have a refrigerator connected to the Internet. I mean, you just think of everything connected to the Internet in your house. And then those same partners go, I just don't understand IoT. You do. You really do. Uh, it's not as foreign as you think. So that's all the same benefits and features we, we enjoyed our house. It's available to businesses now. So uh, first, think, think bigger and broader when it comes to doing a, a due diligence or discovery session with your customers. Just go a little bit deeper, ask those diagnostic questions. You know, another favorite one I have is, hey, look at your operating budget. Do you have complete visibility into where every dollar goes? And is there a part of your budget you wish you could control a little better? Just a great open-ended question. It, it could take you to a lot of different places that you would have never thought of. Now, so now you got that business owner going, yeah, that's a good question. You know, I've noticed, you know, this part of my budget keeps growing. I'm not even sure why. I mean, chances are there's a sensor or an IoT solution that will help with that and give them that visibility, give them that data. Um, again, mobility, same story. How do you manage mobility? Are you comfortable uh, with the amount of auditing being done on your mobility bill? So uh, I think that says just, you know, understanding that both mobility and IoT, one thing they have in common, efficiency and effectiveness. It makes us more efficient. Could you imagine if we didn't have our smartphones? I mean, gosh, no. how much work do we get doing <laughs> on these things? Just about efficiency and effectiveness. Yeah. Cal, probably, I mean, probably the number one invention of the last, you know, um, uh, century. I think that has made us more efficient and effective. Yeah. Think of thing we get done on our phones, and and of course, you, it's proof. And you go to the airport or a restaurant, you look around. What's everyone doing? <laughs> See, yeah. they're keeping keeping up with friends or doing some kind of work, right? Yeah, good. Okay, final thought, man. I want to think to the future here for a second. So, if we look out, let's call it as, as Chris is pondering. If you're not watching this on video, uh, if we look out. Let's call, you know, 2024 and beyond where we're talking to sensors, gateways, all this great technology. Is there anything, you know, uh, that you want to say this is coming next, right? Um, we, I'll leave it to you, whether that's AI, whatever it is, anything you want people to be aware of, of just, hey, pay attention. You might hear this in the near future and you need to kind of understand that. Yeah. A few thoughts on that. In fact, I, I think I'm going to go back to my buddy Greg Plum. He's my mom. We spent a lot of time together at CompTIA. Uh, he, he, he's a TED. He does TED Talks, and you got to check him out uh, at, at TED.com. But he has one on what would George Jetson think? And I love it. It's a great talk because you may not know this, but first of all, I hope you even know what I'm talking about. The Jetsons, the cartoon, the Jetsons, I guess, was in the 70s. I'm not even sure what year was out. But uh, 
um i i watched it growing up so it's a futuristic Same. cartoon yeah futuristic cartoon they live in, in the future but george jetson was born in 2022 you know so we meet george jetson in the cartoon when he's 40. so we still got 40 years or 39 years to get to where george jetson was you know flying cars living in apartments you know, you know thousands of feet above the ground robots you know 3d printing you know things just appearing um so he breaks down all this technology and it's pretty fascinating. So, uh, but the one thing that, you know, I'm, again, automation, I mean, uh, it scares people sometimes because they think it's going to take jobs away from folks, but let's face it. I mean, the one thing that most workers today would, you know, and business leaders, you know, there's not a lack of work. I mean, you know, rarely do you end your day with your to-do list fully checked off. Everything's done. Think about it. You know, so the more we can automate, whether it be through software, robotics, uh, even driverless, you know, autonomous vehicles, you know, we're starting to see shuttle buses and even long haul. We we, we want to call uh, Jason Coffin and I want to call uh, a few months back where the company is actually developing 18 wheeler trucks that go between large warehouse. Think about Costco and BJ, you know, BJ's are, are uh, yeah, uh, different big, large warehouse stores, you know, because it's, it's a set route. They go every day at the same time. And uh, a lot of challenges there, you know, 5G is helping with a lot of that. Uh, edge computing is helping with a lot of that. It's all cloud driven, you know, private 5G and whatnot. So uh, all the technology is here, you know, it's just a matter of, it's every, I feel like every month is getting more and more refined. So you can see more robotics, more automation, even autonomous vehicles, and especially in the area of like shuttles and where it's set path. Um, I think autonomous vehicles, you know, your 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 Tesla, you know, we talked about this. It it can kind of self-drive itself, you know, to a degree, but are you really, you know, can you really not have a steering wheel in the car? You gotta have that steering wheel still there. Yeah. So we're not quite there yet. This the technology is is uh is there. In fact, even you know, Greg's talk around what would George Jetson think, uh, George would be happy. I mean, because you know, we are we a lot of the technologies needed to live in the George Jetson era exist. A lot of them are maybe halfway baked or 75% baked, but you know, the way it's evolving, there's a saying that technology doesn't move fast until it moves fast. Well, I feel like, man, it's picking up steam, picking up momentum because the cost of connectivity is going down, the cost of sensors is going down. We know more, I mean, AI is uh, really accelerating all these conversations. So every now and then I do come across somebody that's like old school. They still got the clipboard, yeah. still got the flip phone and they're resisting. You know, resistance is futile as uh, as uh, as right. the line goes. But yeah, it's coming, in. and it's not all. It's it's not evil. It's good. This is good stuff. It's helping us become more efficient, effective, get more done with our time, and deliver better outcomes. That's how you have to look at this. That's what all of our partners. By the way, can I just give our partners a, a big round of applause? I mean, you make a living helping others make a living. By the way, that's what we do too. So I mean, it it, it, it our 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 intent our. Uh, our motives are pure, our heart's pure. So it's a good thing, it's a good place to be. Use the technology to help folks make a living to make a, a better outcome. Okay, and that's where we wrap it. Chris, so many knowledge drops. I mean, I really appreciate you coming back on. Thanks uh, thanks again for doing this. Man, my pleasure. I don't know about the knowledge drops, but I got a lot to say, as you can tell. You know, hey. If you want to hear more, you know, yeah. It's good, it's good yeah, stuff. We, hey, if they want to hear more, where do they go, Chris? Yes, oh, it's funny you should ask. Thank you. Uh, my my second favorite podcast after this one is, is mine. But yeah, it's called The Wireless Way. Uh, and also I have a YouTube channel at Wireless Wit where I'm dropping all my Wireless Wit videos. It's over 100 videos, all of them about two to three minutes. 
on various topics of all things technology. So that's that again, going back, that's what the advanced solutions team we're here for is to collect this knowledge and share it with you, our partners. Uh, so you don't have to spend a lot of time doing it, you know? So there you go. Love it. Go check it out. Lots of great content there. Verticals, all, all kinds of good stuff. Great. All right. Uh, Chris, take us out. Appreciate you coming on, man. I'm Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Solaris. And this is Next Level Biz Tech. Till next time. Next Level Biz Tech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.